0: So you're ready to talk about some of the great films that have come out this year? Yes. Or last I am. year, I should say. Mhm. Are you? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Sure.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, before we start though, I want to play a game, really quick game.
0: You want to you want to play a game, sure.
1: I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, go. Okay, it might take you off guard, but that's oh, the no. point of the game, okay?
0: okay? I can always refuse to cooperate. I mean, you ask. can,
1: but you forget that I am persuasive. So okay, you'll ha- you'll have to participate.
0: All right, okay. Go.
1: So if you could pick um, a film reality to live in, yeah, which reality would you select of the oh. following two options?
0: Oh, okay. You're gonna give me two options. I was gonna um, say cause... you have to narrow it down. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I- I'm definitely <laughs> one of the Harry Potter worlds. Okay. Of any of your choice. Yep. So you have the flexibility here, or one of the Star Wars planets. Again, you have the flexibility.
0: Oh, that's a du- That's a very tough one. It
1: is.
0: Um, uh, I think I'll go with Harry Potter. It's a bit more practical. I get to okay. like do some magic and stuff, and uh, you know, that'll be kind of. It's cool. It's a lot isn't? more
1: safe, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lot more safe. There's it a lot less risk of being blown up by a Death Star.
1: Uh, I agree. I mean, I would definitely pick the Forbidden Forest.
0: The What's the Forbidden Forest?
1: In Harry Potter, you know, the forest. near. Oh, um... with,
0: with all the, the spiders? Yeah, I would oh, like God. to live in that what, forest. Why the hell would you want to do that?
1: Because, you see, there's unicorns there, and if you consume the blood of a unicorn, you have immortal strength or power, so to speak. I, I would definitely love that.
0: Alrighty, hello everybody and welcome back to the Man in Motion podcast. Um, Today, we're going to be looking back on the year that's just gone, 2021, and uh, talk about some of the really good films that came out and maybe some of the ones that disappointed us. And today, I'm joined once again by Baray. Hello and welcome, Baray.
1: Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me back.
0: It's nice knowing that I'm not fired. Yeah, it's good to... It's good to have you back. We uh, we conveniently left you out of the Spider Man one. Uh, yes, you
1: did, and I did listen to that. In full, you know, I support you guys.
0: <laughs> you would have you would have brought too much negativity. Sorry.
1: The, <laughs> what do you people, mean? I pe- love Spider Man. Like I wanna... I love Marvel.
0: You haven't seen it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. I, how do you know that though? You don't uh,
0: know that. <laughs> I, I just know. All right. No you don't. <laughs> yeah, I just know. Uh alrighty, so I think today what we're gonna do is we're both gonna choose uh four films. Uh two of them would be in the positive light. It doesn't have to be like I love this film, but it might just be this film surprised me in a way. Mm. Uh and then two films that again doesn't have to be really negative, it doesn't have to be like I hated this film, but it just maybe like this was a bit disappointing. Um, so do you want to start with your first positive film?
1: Okay, sure. Good. Um, so I'm going to start with Macbeth.
0: Okay. Uh, Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about this and we briefly commentated on this film as well. Um, you know, beyond this podcast. Yeah. The reason why I chose this film is objectively, I think it's extremely beautiful. Yeah. I think the way in which the film is created on a visual perspective in terms of mise-en-scene, in terms of the composition, the lighting, uh, the selection of soundtrack. I think all of this is mastered and ultimately I find the film to be a moving piece of poetry. But subjectively I do have some reservations and I, and I am critical of the film in the sense that I find and I And I found, and I still find, the dialogue to be alienating because it's ultimately spoken in archaic language, right? Not Mm -hmm. so many people in 2021 going forward are familiar with Shakespearean language,
0: right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I'm sure there's like some infringed group out there that strictly speaks and communicates in Shakespearean, but, you know, we don't fit in that category. It
0: did feel a, a bit, yeah, it did feel a bit weird watch it particularly for the first half of it uh, and uh, j- just just to quickly tell a little bit uh, uh just to talk a little bit about the film in terms of just telling people what, um for those who haven't heard of it it's called the tragedy of macbeth it was directed by Cho- uh by joel cohen uh so one half of the cohen brothers and uh they usually make some really really good films like for the and uh, for the past you know 25 years they've been making films together and this was the first time that one of them went off on their own to make mm-hmm. a film by themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they managed to secure a really good ca- a cast in Denzel Washington as, as Macbeth and um, Francis McDormand as Lady Macbeth. Um, so it, it had everything kind of lined up to be a home run, but um, anyway, c- c- continue with, I just wanted to kind of intro- introduce the film a little bit. No,
1: that's, a, no, that's, they're very important pieces of information and one of the things that i really appreciate about this film why i put it in my positive category mm-hmm. you know for the reasons that i stated but also because watching the film i found that it combined two time frames mm-hmm. you know you have in one right you have it's the film is an intersectionality between the modern day context that we exist in and mm-hmm. also the past as well yeah. and i you i mean that in the sense that the way in which the camera captures the characters the way in which certain scenes are shot it's kind of like this you know love letter to olden cinema Mm. right like it is the the way that the director has filmed it 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 looks like of course also the black and white but the way in which the scenes are depicted and captured is very similar to the way in which cinema used to be depicted and captured However. Right, right. That's exactly right, yeah. and it reminded me very much of that film. But then you, we understand with the HD quality, and, you know, that the good sound, and the, mm. the great, you know, clarity of the film in general. It therefore also encapsulates the modern context. So I really appreciated that that point of how it com- combined these mm. two different timeframes. What do you think about that?
0: I, I look. I I agree, um, and mm. this might be the perfect time. For me to tell you my first negative film. Okay, go. And it's The Tragedy of Macbeth. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I I, I knew we were going to have the same films, but in different... Um, in
0: different categories.
1: I knew this was so, going to happen. So,
0: I just want to... Ta- so, look. Remember how at the start I said, not necessarily a film that you dislike, but one that, mm. I, I guess, disappointed you. And for me... The tragedy of Macbeth was so like it was it was like it was it was heartbreaking in terms of like how close it was to being an absolute masterpiece. Like it was that close, um, but for me, I just couldn't forgive the decision to go with okay. completely Shakespearean dialogue. I right. it just it it took me right out of the film, and and there were mm. so many things in that film that I absolutely loved, and there were so many opportunities, I think, to really, really make like um, a terrifying character study of, of both uh, Macbeth and Lady and Lady Macbeth, mm-hmm. uh, particularly when they're kind of like losing their minds at the end. And uh, I don't want to go into too many spoilers because a lot of these films people might not have seen yet. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it had such a... There was such a great opportunity there and they did... Uh, Joel Cohen did so much right. Um, and I just feel that the decision to not write his own dialogue and bring it into the world of cinema rather than what we usually see uh, this story as which usually th- this is a very uh, theatery story this is a, this is, is a story that really suits like plays and that kind of stuff um, and the decision to just go with that old dialogue really really um, it took me out of it and uh, that's why I've got it in my uh, in my negative, list <laughs> the, the,
1: this was getting a call for christmas in 2022 it really yeah i'm
0: i'm so i feel bad giving it okay. the, the disappointment yeah. as well because it, like i said it was that close yeah. uh but that's i think why it disappointed me more because yeah. it was like you you had it you had the potential but you just you you ruined it at the last second yeah. kind of thing and uh that's that's why i've got it there
1: I think that's really valid. And to be honest with you, I share that same critique. Right. I also found it really difficult to build a connection with the characters because I didn't understand what they were saying mm. um, like a solid 70% of the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> right? Um, but for me, um, I decided to just remove myself from my body and my personality and say, okay, like objectively though, the film is fantastic but subjectively
0: yeah. it's
1: not the film that i would go and see again no. however i still appreciate it so much for the artistry and the creativity like oh Same. my god there were some beautiful scenes like i i i love that scene where she casts lady Macbeth um that letter Out into the, the stars yeah, oh, yeah and it looks like an ocean and it's so divine and I feel as though I'm transported into a different reality altogether mm. when I see that. So it was those kinds of things that allowed me to put it under this positive category.
0: Yeah. Alrighty. So we're we gonna move on to the next mm-hmm. film now. At least, at least that one came under my negative category as well. So do you want to? Do you want to start off with your first negative film of the year?
1: Sure, I can do that. <laughs> um, nobody is my nitty- that is- Yeah. Ah,
0: I completely forgot about that film. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All
1: righty, um, you yeah. know, I'm going to be very nasty here. And All I'm right, that's say- fine. That's Okay. Fine. I- I'm going to be very mean, <laughs> and I'm going to say that nobody <laughs> is literally a nobody. Like that's why you forgot because it's a nobody. Yeah, it um, was a
0: nothing film, mm, wasn't it?
1: Mm, exactly. Like I I'm so disappointed with that film because <laughs> I really like I like Bob do I know, love Bob
0: Bob Oden yeah. Bob Odenkirk. Is that how he say his name?
1: That's right. But you know what? I'm going to refer to him as just Bob because I feel yeah. like we have a good relationship. <laughs> All right, <Okay>? Sure. sure. <laughs> Do you know, like, I really like him as an actor. I think he's super talented. He's very funny, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I was looking forward to this film because I like Bob. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but. The film was so empty. It was void of storyline. Like, it was literally nothing. Yeah. The movie was just about this retired cop um, who decides to go back into the game, but in an illegal way, and is just, like, hurting all these people. And I'm like, yeah. like where's the development in character? Like, what is your point?
0: Yeah. I so mean, it was
1: a huge letdown.
0: It it really felt like... I don't know if you've seen any of the, uh, the John Wick films. Have no. You? Okay. So it, it really felt like... John Wick 3, I would say. Okay, because sure. It, uh, I, I'll, I'll give you a brief summary of the John Wick films so far. Is the first mm. one, you're kind of like, okay, this is fine. It's very, very good action and Keanu Reeves is just good in it and like uh, they, they managed to bring in a certain amount of emotion to it that you can, you can go along for the ride kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and then the mm. second and third ones are just awful um, as with just, many movies yeah but they just completely go off the rails and it, and mm. it ends up just being again still really really good action like mm. Keanu Reeves is amazing with that stuff so um, mm. but this is kind of almost like a John Wick 3 where right. they just brought some kind of cool action in and that's really just about it right that's
1: right okay. you know and just going on that point I think what cinema fails to understand in this particular context, it doesn't matter which actors and actresses you have. Mm. If you don't have a story, it's, it's not going to be convincing. People yep. are not going to stand by it, or at least a lot of people are not going to. Mm. And I think that time and time again, we have a lot of filmmakers who bring in these big names. It's like a clickbait kind of a thing. But then we're left with these storylines that are just—you you, you feel like the, no, the people writing it don't even care. Like yep. they're not even—they're not even there for the art, really. Yep. They're just there to make this film, get a bit of cash, and dip out. Yeah,
0: that's so, how I felt. That yeah, way with yeah, De- definitely with this one, one, hundred percent. Okay, so for my first positive. Okay. Um, there's so many to choose from. I just mm. want to quickly say that it's been a really, really good year. Um, I think um, it comes down a little bit to uh, a lot of films being delayed from last year, as in from 2020. I, I shouldn't say last year because we're in the new year now. Are we though? Yeah, it feels like it's getting worse. But anyway, um, so from 2020, I think a lot of films were delayed uh, into the, into 2021. And so you had films like Dune, uh, you had films like No Time to Die, the the final James Bond film, uh, that all got kind of delayed into the next year and all ended up pre- being pretty good. And then there was a lot of, uh, independent films that ended up being pretty good. Um, and I just want to quickly do like a few honorable mentions before I actually get to my film uh I'm sorry oh, that's ba- great. Ba- bear with me a little bit because there's so many options like I f- <laughs> honorable I f- mentions <laughs> i feel bad leaving some out and i just uh, like the option i'm uh, eventually going to go with are some that maybe people haven't seen yet because that's I, I i think that's one of the reasons we started this podcast in the first place was to mm. kind of uh bring attention to films that people might not otherwise see um so uh, obviously, I already mentioned Dune. I already mentioned No Time to Die. These are films that I think most people have already seen. Uh, early, much, much earlier in the year, a film that really, really surprised me was the um, the redo of The Suicide Squad. I know we've talked about it a little bit before, and like I kind of went into it expecting it to be another crappy DC superhero film. Um, but it was made by James Gunn, who made the, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy films. And... It really had a lot of character to it. It was it was really quite good. I'm not going to go into it that much. I know you don't you don't mm-hmm. uh, like it very much. Um, uh, a film that I'm not really sure if it came out 2021 or end of 2020. It doesn't matter. Uh, the Father with Anthony Hopkins, amazing, amazing film. But I'm going to settle on Judas and the Black Messiah. I'm not sure if you've heard of this film or seen this film, Bray. But,
1: I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, it's on
0: Netflix. You, you okay. n- after, after we finish recording this, go and watch it. because I'm actually
1: watching another film, though.
0: How are you? What what do you mean you're watching another film?
1: I started watching it and then I stopped to do this.
0: Okay, that's unacceptable, first (laughs) of all. It's unacceptable. How can you? We've talked about this before, Bray.
1: Do you know what's really great about bringing these things up on a podcast? I get a watered down version of your wrath. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: There you go. Okay, so Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, it stars uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who was in, um, who starred in Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Lakeith Stanfield. I hope I'm pronouncing that name properly. He was also in Get Out. Uh, he was okay. the guy. Um, if you remember in Get Out, the guy that one of the white people brought along to the party.
1: Right, I do. And he
0: like, s- like very momentarily snapped out of mm. his like hi- hip- hypnotic state. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, Judas and the Black Messiah is about um, a guy that. To get out of his own criminal sentence, he's, he has to infiltrate the Black Panthers uh, in the sixties or seventies or whenever it was. Um, and when he's doing this, he—I don't want to give away too much because it's a really, really good film, and you should everybody should watch it. But in the process of infiltrating the Black Panthers and trying to gain the trust of of you know of everybody in there, and then having to provide information to the FBI in the process of doing that he finds that he's really liking all these ideas and he becomes attached to these people but the only way that he can get away with his own sentencing is to keep providing information to the fbi and i'm not going to give away anything i'll just leave it at that it's a really really good film uh whoever hasn't watched it please do
1: it looks incredibly powerful it's um, um
0: it's amazing it's really yeah. really emotional and really really good uh mm. i can't recommend it enough
1: you know kind of just what you're saying i i don't know much about the black Panther party um so i'm not educated in that space but it's it's like the oh i yeah, continue, feel that continue. it's right <laughs> Yeah, I'm just hearing all these noises. I'm like, am I am I still being heard? Um, yeah, <laughs> no, no, you I, are. <laughs> I, okay. Um, well, I bet Rash is just hacking into the system. Yeah, he uh, is. What, that's, what he's what,
0: do, that's what he's doing constantly.
1: He does all the time. It's absolutely <laughs> abhorrent. So you know, it's like it, the society, you know, kind of makes the Black Panther Party to be seen as this awful organization, right? Yeah. And perhaps that is how the character views it as well. In in the beginning. And that's why um, you know he's you know willing to go in there, prepared to accept that deal. Yep. But once you're in and you see it's actually ha- a really in- empowering space, mm. um, and I think that we can apply that in this particular socio-political context as well. There are there are many organisations, social justice organisations that people are familiar with, yep. um, and you know mainstream media paints them in a very negative light. So perhaps. You know, it makes commentary on that through that particular um, narrative.
0: Hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, check it out when you can. Um, alrighty. Have you? You've done one positive, one negative, mm-hmm. and I've one. Yeah. Do, I've done one negative and one positive. One of our positives is one of our negatives. Uh, That's right. So we've basically done three negatives and one positive. Is that correct? That's basically right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Alrighty, continue. Uh do you wanna do a negative or a positive for your next one?
1: Okay. Um I will Okay, I'm gonna do a negative. I'm all gonna right. do a fake negative and then I'm gonna do the real negative. The what fake negative that, is, is like mean? it's just kinda of like a joke, okay.
0: Oh, Alright, sure. Oh, so
1: no. literally oh, no. the worst movies. No no no, you'll agree with me. Wait, who
0: are you well, gonna literally... upset? Who are you gonna upset?
1: No, like literally no one. Trust me. Like, I was thinking about like what's the worst movies of two oh, thousand <laughs> and twenty one, and then I thought of that time when I did the trivia of those hallmark movies. Sorry, After I to start laughing now. I
0: can't understand what you're saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry to whoever's listening to this. Okay, so literally every film produced by Hallmark and they're all
0: Christmas oh, movies. Oh, they're all the Christmas the Christmas movie studio. Yeah, yeah. I remember you telling you, me about this.
1: You can't top those movies. They've
0: just got like a huge catalogue of terrible Christmas movies, all made this year. There's like okay, 30 favorite,
1: of them. My, my favourite is called A Castle for Christmas a castle for christmas i can't see it there's definitely too many Hill's there's... oh my god so these are definitely like we can agree they're very very
0: negative i'm sure films, they right? are i haven't seen a single one of them they all look terrible
1: but the other the actual proper negative film that i want sure. to discuss is actually yeah. corella it's a piece by disney oh
0: ah, so yeah I, ne- I never ended up seeing it
1: um, don't actually, nice. because, you know, I, I remember initially I watched it and I was like, hey, this is actually a really creative film. Like, I, I really appreciate the costume in this film. I think yep. it's very artistic. Yep. But I contemplated it and I processed the film and I don't like it. And I think that <laughs> one of the reasons why I dislike it is because I find that the character, the protagonist, is so unlovable. And right. I understand that Corella is an evil lady who, you know, goes around skinning puppies, right? We get right. that.
0: Is that is but, that what it actually is?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's based on the story of the 101 Dalmatians in right. context. So, I haven't seen
0: not, that film okay. for, like, 15 years, so... Right,
1: okay, fair enough. Basically, Crazy Lady decides to make <laughs> folks out of innocent puppies. That's Right, okay, gist, that's okay? terrible. And this is the origin story of that Crazy Lady. Right. But what I... I'm displeased about this film is Corella is not, you know, a lovable character ultimately. She is mm. manipulative, she is abusive, she is mm. an ENTJ. No, I'm joking, she's not. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but I'm just all the ENTJs out there <laughs> I'm joking, guys. I love ENTJ. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, so I, I just feel that and then it made me think of actually Studio Ghibli films, and I know right. you dislike Studio Ghibli films. No,
0: I don't stuff. dislike Studio.
1: Okay, Ghibli Okay, sure. Don't, don't just subjective. Okay, I'm sorry.
0: Putting no, some <laughs> negative, negative uh, connotations out there about about my. Okay, views.
1: I with, I withdraw. But you do dislike Spirited Away. I
0: do dislike Spirited Away. Okay, a sure. I think it's All a right, crazy, Let, okay. crazy film.
1: Okay, sure. All right. <laughs> so. You're wrong, but okay. Sure. Um, So, (laughs) oh my God. Okay. What I love about Studio Ghibli films is that the antagonists, the bad guys, Mm -hmm. they are still lovable to some degree Mm -hmm. because the studio is of the position that there is always nuance in people, even your villain. Even the one that's, you know, out to, I don't know, world dominion. There's yeah. something about them that is redeemable. Yeah. And I think that Hollywood consistently forgets this point. Yeah. There's always this dichotomy between good and bad. And there's always an absence of something in between. Hmm. And so that's a criticism that I have of this film. But the other criticism that I have, and probably the more substantive one is... Corella is supposed to be this person who's defying these social structures that are, you know, um, out to help the rich get richer, but the rich get richer. But ultimately, she's not. She's the same. You know, she is perpetuating the very same things that the Baroness um, perpetuates as well. So she's no different from the villain. That proceeds her. and I just feel that the film was lacking um substantially because of those two points, and many others as well, right,
0: okay, that's interesting mm. because like i a lot of people were telling me that of all the uh the new terrible live action remakes that Disney have been making over the last ten years that uh, apparently this was the one of the better ones um mm. and I think maybe you even when you first watched it you were the you were the one that told me like, yeah, yeah it was okay, but I did. um yeah. There you go.
1: I did. I did. I, I withdraw those comments. Wait, no, it, so it's does not... that
0: mean that you changed your mind? Oh, my yes. God. Yes, <laughs> I did. I <laughs> changed my
1: mind. I changed my mind often about
0: movies. Uh, I don't know about that, I'm not
1: sure. No, come on. I do. <laughs> hey, uh, I changed my mind about Discord.
0: Uh, that's true. You did. Mm. Um, okay, so so your, your two negatives are done. Uh, yes. You chose Cruella and Nobody. I think... Both very, very good choices for negative. Thank you. Um, I'm going to choose a negative now, and we're going to have a big argument about I it. I
1: know, because that's my positive.
0: Oh. Don't. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you my negative. My negative <laughs> is don't look up.
1: Yep. That's my positive. That's I knew po- this was going to happen. This yeah. was
0: always going to happen, wasn't it? I knew it
1: was going to happen. I just right. knew it.
0: Well, it's my negative, so I'm going to have first go at it. All right? Yeah, of course. Okay. So... This film, if you if you look it up, if you look what what it says under genre, it'll say it'll say satire, it'll say comedy, it'll say comedy drama, uh, and it it was none of any of those things. It wasn't funny one little bit at all. Um, I didn't care at all about a single character. Um, I thought the filmmaking style, the really very quick editing the quick you know always cutting to some tv program or anything like that I, I i just i hated the whole thing and the i felt that the messaging was really 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 on the nose uh, i understand that the messaging that the film brought was actually quite important and i feel like there should be more films about the themes that this film tried to explore but i felt that don't look up did it in a really really terrible way in a really on-the-nose way that made me kind of just uh, it made me not care at all it made me feel like it was um a leo dicaprio you know uh climate campaign which is fine but i don't like it in this form i just really didn't like it in this form at all and uh, like i said i didn't find it funny uh And I didn't particularly like any of the acting performances, including by Leo. So Mm. there you go. I just, I completely hated the film in every single possible way you could imagine. Um, And yeah, I know. I know this has been a very polarizing film. Uh, And I think uh, one of the things that people have been saying is that critics have not been liking it and audiences have been liking it. Um, that that's Cowardly kind of the people. well. People don't know anything. We're going to overthrow. That, the that's creeps. why we're here on the podcast, telling people which movies to like and which movies not to like. I think uh, we'll see. We <laughs> need
1: to tell people what to think.
0: We do, yeah. So uh, I'm telling people what to think right now, and uh, that is, if you haven't watched, don't look up. Don't waste your two hours and a half or whatever on it because it's terrible. Well, I'm going uh, to everything you, you said. <laughs> over to you. <laughs> okay.
1: So, look, I, I I was really moved by this film. And okay. I, like, you know, all transparency, like, I even cried throughout the film. Okay. I think that the message was incredibly important. And I think that it was communicated in a very strong way, and rightly so, because climate change and the way in which we're, you know, treating the earth is... It is horrendous. And it's like the film, it, it's like the film is like saying, you know guys, like I've told you time and time again, no one's listened to me. I've tried to be respectful about it and no one's listened to me. So now you guys have given me no choice but to communicate this message to you in a really blunt, direct way. Like I'm just hanging on this last thread. And I really felt that and I think I could connect with the film as well. like. I could really empathize with uh with leo's character you know Mm -hmm. he's like saying these things that are really important and the people around him are just not taking him seriously i've been in situations like that in social justice spaces Mm -hmm. i've you know literally you know if we're going to if i'm going to bring in anecdotal um experience like in the beginning of the year i was in this particular unit and there were people in my class that were making jokes about indigenous peoples. Right. And I was the first one. I was the only person in that class saying, like, this is not funny. This is incredibly disrespectful and problematic. It's racist. Yeah. Literally nobody was taking that seriously or even listening to me. Mm. And so I could really connect with Leo's character and Kate as well. Mm. Um, I found that the film was very um, suited for this particular political context in the sense that it, it made references to social media. It made references to the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. It spoke in a language that the younger people of this generation understand. And I think that younger people have the power to change the social norms. We really do. And so it's important for, for filmmakers in this context to be able to, to reach out to that younger audience because hey, who, who moves social justice issues? Who do you see at rallies? It's usually your unique kids. Yep. It's usually like people in their 30s, right? Mm. So the film is really trying to connect with that, that age range and that audience. And I thought that it did a great job. But I will agree with you in that it wasn't funny to me as well, save a couple of scenes. Yeah. I didn't find it funny. I, I genuinely found it really dark and depressing. And, and I'm okay depressing. with that, though. Oh
0: I'm okay with a depressing film. Uh that's that's fine. I I think that's only a, a little thing that I'm kind of adding on as an mm. as an extra negative. But for me like uh I I actually I think uh, to kind of describe what I think about the film. If you if you remember in Inception when they're trying to figure out how to uh plant this idea in the guy's in mm. they're trying to make him do something, right? That's that's the whole of inception right and they're saying well do we just tell him in like we we plant the idea in his head or we we have to but they realize that the only way that he's actually going to take this idea and really kind of stick to it is they have to make him think that he came up with it himself Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and i feel like this film is just kind of telling the audience This is what we want to, this is what we're saying, or like this is what you have to do, or this is what you have to think, rather than um, kind of asking a a, a question and trying to elicit a a response from the audience, the the emotional response uh, and the realization that the audience then comes to themselves, rather than just being told what to think, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think that's my number one problem with the film, and that's what I mean by saying when I say that uh, I felt that all the ideas that the film was trying to portray came across really really on the nose uh, and I, mm. I think that's my main problem with it okay
1: sure
0: all righty so i have one positive left okay uh and and that's it and I, and once again there are so many films to choose from can i
1: make an I honorable so
0: mention over? you can make an honorable mention go for it
1: i actually hope this is your positive but okay, maybe sure. it's not sure okay oh no you go say your positive first and then i'll make okay. an honorable mention.
0: Oh, but i was going to do some honorable mentions anyway so so you,
1: we'll do it at the same time. We'll
0: all do right. It at the same go, time. go, go, go. T- t- tell us your honourable mention. All
1: right. Okay. are You ready? Sure. Power of the Dog. That's mm. my honourable mention.
0: That, that's a fantastic honourable mention. I, I. I really enjoyed that film. It was amazing. Uh, I do, honestly I don't want to talk about it. I, <sighs> okay. I, sure, I, not, sure. Not 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 because I don't want to. As in like, I just if if I highly recommend people go watch it, and I just mm. want people to just go watch it. I, I don't want to say anything kind of thing you know what i mean okay sure
1: Uh, but um, i am going to make one comment sure the reason why i think it is extremely excellent is because it is very refreshing unique Mm. and i don't know any film like it in the Mm. way that it communicates the ideas that it communicates i've never seen a film like it in my Mm. life yeah yeah it's yeah it's
0: it's phenomenal it's it's really good um the film that i'm going with Uh, And for me, this is my favorite film of the year so far. Well, only because there are some films from 2021 that I still have yet to see. Uh, But just quickly, some... No, absolutely not. Uh, Just quickly, some honorable honorable mentions. Some films that people uh, have probably not seen. Um, There was a film, there was an Australian film that came out towards the start of the year called The Dry... And if you haven't seen the drive, please, please see it again. I'm not going to say much about it. It's really, really, really emotional, and I love it so much. Um, there was also, I think we mentioned this one in our intro episode, the Mitchells versus the Machines, um, and uh, also uh, Ridley Scott's film, The Last Duel. The Last Duel is a really, really good film as well. Um, but the film I'm going with is Tick, Tick, Boom. Tick, Tick, Boom. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's my favorite film of the year so far. Uh, It's on Netflix. Have you seen it yet?
1: Um, You're going to be very unhappy, but I started watching it. Oh, no. Wait, is that the film that
0: you've stopped halfway to record this podcast?
1: No, no, no. Um, okay. that was at, no, no. I was watching
0: um, the harder they fall. Actually, ah, I, I was that's really an- enjoying that. Actually, that that was supposed to be another one of my honorable mentions. The harder okay. they fall. Yeah.
1: Hey, um, before you get into this one, uh, yeah. the beginning, the opening scene. There's a really great soundtrack, and then I was like, oh my god, they've hand zimmered this.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. If people remember, we we coined the term hand zimmered, hand zimmered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a good, it's got a great soundtrack throughout the whole thing. Uh, the harder they fall, uh, that's also on Netflix for people that want to go check it out. Um, but Tick Tick Boom, um, the interesting thing was that I watched Tick Tick Boom and then Spider Man, like back to back, basically it was like within three days of each other, and so I got to see Andrew Garfield twice, both at the top of his game, and my god, like. After seeing both of those films, particularly Tick, Tick, Boom, Andrew Garfield's like one of the best actors in the world after seeing those two films. Like, he is so good. Like, he's... He's, like, crying all the time. He's just mm-hmm. always got tears in his eyes for some reason. It's because I,
1: he's an ENFP.
0: Yeah. Well, is he an ENFP? I don't think so.
1: I'm just making that assumption. Sure. I, he's,
0: yeah, he, he's not. I think...
1: He's not ENTJ, that's for sure. That's, well,
0: that's definitely <laughs> for sure. But he's just... The way he acts is he's always just got tears in his eyes. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know what it is. It's just so emotional watching it. And um, wow. it's... Just quickly about the film, it's about a, a playwright. Um, I forgot the guy's name that it's based on. Oh, no. I forgot the guy's um, name. And Jonathan Larson. That's the guy. So, thank you so much. Jonathan Larson. So, Andrew Garfield uh, plays Jonathan Larson, who is a playwright um, who's just about to turn 30. And he's going through all these things, and particularly, he's trying to finish writing his musical. And you know he's having all trouble with that. He's having trouble with relationships, and he's having trouble people, you know, actually picking his uh, his play up and you know actually turning it into a production, basically. And so it's this great film about a creative and what mo- I would assume most creatives go go through, which is actually, <laughs> I guess, trying to make a living off the thing that they love doing, um, and. For me like it was it was really relatable for me even though i'm probably almost almost 10 years earlier in my career than what jonathan larson would be, would be in this film um and yeah it's just phenomenal uh lin-manuel miranda um directed and i i believe co-wrote the film um and yeah it's just it's just fantastic the musical numbers are amazing obviously that i think most of them are all written by jonathan larson because it's based on the play that he wrote tick tick boom right so um yeah it's it's a phenomenal film Uh, for me it's the best film of the year and uh i really suggest people go check it out it is on netflix as well so um yeah yeah that's beautiful I know that's really you. Have, lovely. I'm really sad you haven't you haven't finished seeing it yet, but yeah.
1: I know, um, but you know, like I just want to pick up or flesh out a point that you raised, because um, you you know you talk about how it's relatable, and I think that that's what makes the movie so beautiful—the mm. fact that it like it really speaks to you, and it goes back to a conversation that we've had in the past. That you know, when we watch a movie, like we think we're watching it, but ultimately, it's it's very much watching us, and it's very much like listening to us. And I feel the same way about like fine pieces of art too, in the sense of paintings. And I think that's why this film is objectively and plus and subjectively uh, a powerful piece of cinema because mm. it literally removes barriers between the audience and itself, and is and is able to listen to you and converse with you.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I think that that that's what all the great films do. The great films mm. are not just there to be watched, but they're there to yeah. be almost. Uh, Engaged in conversation. Right. Uh, uh, and uh, th- yeah, that's what the best films do. I just want to make one other honorable mention for a negative, actually. Sure. Uh, oh, actually, me too. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, Last Night in Soho uh, was a film that came out a couple months ago. Uh, it was an Edgar Wright film. Um, and it was supposed to be like a thriller slash horror thing. And I remember walking out of the cinema and thinking, my God, that was like seven or eight films meshed into one. Like it had no idea what it was meant to be at all. So I just wanted to make that little mention because it it was a film that kind of really annoyed me a bit. So okay. there you go.
1: And you, you're not a huge fan of the lead actress in that. I'm
0: no, no, yeah. yeah, no, I'm not. No.
1: Which is very... <laughs> Which is very surprising to me because, get this, she's yeah. an INTJ. You guys yeah. should be best friends.
0: Nah. See. Maybe
1: n- maybe INTJs just don't like other I th- INTJs. I, I think
0: that that might be the case. Who knows?
1: Yeah,
0: I think so. <laughs> yeah. What was okay. your honorable negative?
1: You know what my honorable negative is. I
0: don't. What is
1: it? Come on. Yes, you do. Eternals? We, I already, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay,
0: okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look,
1: I'm not going to spend time talking about it.
0: You, you said know, you I, weren't. You said yeah, you weren't Yeah, and, and I'm not.
1: And I'm not, right? I'm not. I'm just going to make one sentence about it. Sure, sure. It's it's McDonald's cinema. It really what it is. is Look,
0: and and by the way, this is hidden at the end of the podcast. Rashid's well, never gonna hear this anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: Do you know what though? I don't <laughs> even care if he does. I'm just I tell to, to his face all the time. Yeah, like we both do. I know we
0: do. <laughs> I know we do. Look, I look that uh, I I I've said this before. I like to sit kind of in the middle ground between the two of you extremists.
1: Uh, uh, I I disagree. I but, know I know you fully support what I'm saying, but look, you just have to say this.
0: Yeah. No. No. I I liked. I certainly lean more towards your side of the argument. Uh, you I can't guess. Be a, I think that's fair to say. I'm um. Me. Well, look. I can be whatever I want to be. all right? No. 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 <laughs> in go this case. <laughs> Alrighty, so this is really good I'm, I'm i'm really happy with this this is this is great um i think the important thing is that there there have been a really like a lot of really good films uh that have come out this year and i just really hope that people get around to watching some of them because a lot of them kind of get covered up by a lot of other films they get lost um particularly towards the end of the year where a lot of the really good films are coming out all in one go um and there's some films here that we haven't men- mentioned at all i think I'll, that mostly comes down to them not having been released in australia yet or having only just been released or otherwise maybe we just haven't seen them um so apologies for that um just quickly one last honorable mention um okay. The film that I watched today, Another Round, um, I'm not going to say anything about it. Just just go watch it. It's fun. It's fun and sad. There you go. Um, thank you very much, Bray. Sounds great. This
1: no, is, my pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: This was is, this is really fun as well, just mm-hmm. like Another Round, although right. maybe a bit less drinking.
1: Yeah, well, I'm mean, gonna speak, speak for yourself. Oh, okay. Well, oh, oh wow! Okay. <laughs> There's like a rum scattered oh, everywhere. Oh my god! No, I'm joking, oh guys. I don't sure. I don't drink alcohol, but I sure. do make mocktails, oh, right.
0: and sure. I
1: make it really well. All
0: right, okay. Guys. Thank you very much, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed, and uh, we'll see you next week for another episode. Goodbye. All
1: right, take care. Bye.